I'm V. And I'm Kay. And we got something to say. Season two. Everybody, we're back. Episode two. Mm-hmm. Saison deux. <laughs> I don't know episode in French. I was really thinking about that earlier. I was like, ooh, baby, that's the end of my knowledge right there. Deux, deux, deux. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's so exciting to be back. I'm so glad that we're back in the swing of things on our weekly game. You know, I'm Shane. Yeah, I'm Shane. Shane. Kobe, how are you doing? How am I doing? Well, I'm extremely tired as we're <laughs> recording this. So apologies in advance if my thoughts are just... A complete hot mess, just not coherent at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I had a lovely day with my mom. You know, I treated her to a spa day. It was very cute. Shout out to Serenity Spa for giving us just like a very cute treatment. And, you know, they gave us herbal tea in the garden. Like it was a very like serene, green experience. So it's, it's been a lovely day. Can't complain. What about you, Miss V? That sounds so good. Serenity Spa in Nairobi, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Gigiri. Yeah, yeah. So Shout Kenyan, out. yeah, Kenyan fans, you know, if you want to go somewhere, like just talk to her, she'll she'll recommend. Um, 100%. I'm doing well. I am incredibly dehydrated, like <laughs> all the time. Vian actually just spit up on herself before we had to take a new take. Truly, <laughs> I was like, ready, set, go, record, and I just like. <laughs> It wasn't cute. I don't know why, because here's the thing: like, I drink water all the time. Like, I am that type of person who has my like 62 gallon water bottle. Like You're really good about drinking water. Okay, but apparently not because I am dehydrated all of the time. Damn, that's wild. Cause honestly you, when we lived together you always had a water bottle in sight. And I was like, damn, I need to get on Viet's level. No, it's just, it's going right through me. I'm gonna say it. I don't know. <laughs> Retention is at an all time low. Um, I definitely feel like I'm just straight up eating like like I just think I'm eating chapstick at this point. It's not helping. <laughs> Somebody help Viet. She is dry, y'all. Help See, her. As you, so what? What are your? What you're hearing is, um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. <laughs> doing all right. Um, I could be better about water retention. Uh, I don't know what that means. I'll probably look that up <laughs> later. Wait, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Um, have you ever consumed Pedialyte purely for purposes of thirst? Um, I have not. I actually only learned recently that people drink that shit yeah. to like help with like hangovers. I don't really even know what it is. I think I, I confuse it with Pediasure. I always confuse oh, the two. I, swear, so, I don't know the Those difference. are so different. Pediasure is baby formula, isn't it? Oh yeah, I, that's what I don't really know the difference, so I don't really get her. We are not drinking baby formula. <laughs> If God, either want to sponsor us, we're down. <laughs> a Pedia shirt? That would be such bizarre marketing for us. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no babies, but. <laughs> but, but if we do. <laughs> um, that's super oh funny. Yeah, not Pedia shirt. Um, Have you had, P- do you, are you drinking Pedialyte or are you thinking about it because of your, your quenched situation? Um. Okay, so I have before because at one point, actually, this is when we did live together. This is all of like last year, like early mm. COVID. Um, I was also incredibly dehydrated. It made no sense to me. I phoned like three friends and I asked them like, what are you doing to stay 
quenched. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the survey did not uh, proved to be very fruitful. And so I was like, survey you know, says useless. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just like popped on over to the local CVS, you know what I'm saying? And I have to say, it's a very bizarre thing to drink. It's both sugary and salty at the same time. Ew. <laughs> and so, did I have results? Like, I don't know, super marginal. Um, will I do it again? <laughs> no, but like, here we are. It's 2021. And my, one of my resolutions was to be much more um, quenched. It, am I using that correctly? It sounds wrong. No, I think, um, ooh, and I'm the writer. Look at me struggling. I think quen- <laughs> quench is like thirsty, no? They're cousins. So you're using it right. Okay, but like quench your thirst would be um, like satisfying your thirst, right? Yeah. What? Hmm. Okay, we go table that because I genuinely, going back to my first mention, which was that I'm exhausted, um, we go and table that because now you want me all confused. That, and welcome to our bit where we discuss various English terminology that we're not sure about. Oh my gosh. Off topic, but on topic. Have yeah. you watched the history of swear words on Netflix? What an interesting program. <laughs> program? <laughs> <laughs> you were tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, no, but seriously, it's um, it just goes through like every episode's a word. So there's fuck and shit and everything, and it's hosted by the hilarious Nicolas Cage, who who even knew he was a comedian because he's yeah. so funny in that show. And it essentially, like walks through the history of how the words came about, how we use them now, how we use them in the past. Very interesting. As a self-proclaimed wordsmith, I loved it. Mm. Loved it. Mm. Super interesting. Highly recommend if you're looking for. Some educational information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to say I have not watched that program. I, I mm-hmm. want to, though. It does look interesting. And it looks like a star-studded cast situation. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Features and all of that business. Um, everyone's making a cameo. Everyone's laughing. Everyone's teeing yeah, yeah. about it. Like, ooh, we can say fuck. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You know, because HBO has always been at the forefront of letting people say whatever they want. You know what I mean? in terms mm-hmm. of like the content and like Netflix and your other things, like they usually like do, they were doing the bleep out moment for a long time, but I, I hear that this program um, allows full expletives, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, yeah, Netflix is definitely, um, it's definitely coming for HBO's neck when it comes for um, what's considered the inappropriate, yeah. even with something like Bridgerton, for example, which is very K-sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're, it's they're not coming for the, the next. I said it's not for the time. kids. Don't let your no, kids no, no, watch no. it. Don't let your younger sisters watch it. Yeah, definitely did not. Um. <laughs> uh, but no, I haven't watched it. But I will say, Nicolas Cage, you know, when all of the U.S. Capitol um, situation unfolded here in Washington, D.C., um, mm-hmm. you know, the things that gave me a bit of, you know, a chuckle and 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 to kind of like frame all of this um, was just seeing all the incredible memes, including now it's like, okay, we understand how Nicolas Cage did in fact steal everything that he stole, the Declaration of Independence. We witnessed it. It happened in real time. Nicholas Cage did it first. 100%. Um, Put so some respect on his name. On his name. And never forget his role in that movie. Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I live for Nicholas Cage tangent. 
Anywho, <laughs> let's get into the first segment of our episode. We're going to do a little bit of a batch rehash for you guys. Mm-hmm. A name created by Miss V herself, which I thought was the funniest thing ever, in which we recap The Bachelor this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about it. Let us talk about it. But let's start off first with some news in Bachelor Nation, and that is the unsurprising breakup of Claire and Dale. <laughs> you know what i never want to teehee at someone's breakup or someone's sadness but let's be honest guys nobody is shocked you know and you know it just no one is shocked no one is shocked obviously claire went into her season hotter than hot you know this is like round 10 of her on the bachelor franchise and she was out there just in love with love looking for love really was just like drinking the kool-aid when it came to the happily ever after thing and there was Dale with his light skin ass, with his light skin eyes and everything. That South Dakota mm-hmm. whole situation. And she really just, she loved the idea more than the man, which I think is interesting because, you know, if you look at Dale as just a man on the street or in the club, you know who he is. Like, you know, he is um, a man of the streets. You know, he's not someone to take seriously. You know, he's there for a good time, a long time. Like, just, I, it's hard for me to, to realize that like she really didn't see that because I look at him and I'm like oh he's a playboy it's <laughs> truly when you told me about that um I had not seen the headline and I genuinely could only say lol because for everything right. that you just said um there was no way there was no way it just none of it made sense it was all way too fast we turned the speed all the way up to 100 um yeah for no reason and you know I just I just like, yeah, I mean, they, they quote unquote dated for two weeks. Like that's insane. And like not even real dates, bachelor dates. So they saw each other, maybe a total of like, God, like 10 hours less than maybe like, that's insane. That's insane. And bachelor dates, like, come on, you could fall in love with anybody if you're in a hot air balloon with them. You know what I mean? Oh, hell yeah. I could fall in love with my own goddamn reflection if I had those bachelor dates. Yeah, sooner my own reflection. You know what I'm saying? Sooner. (laughs) So speaking of this episode, what a K-juicy one. Super, super juicy. So there's still like 100 women in the house. Um, I obviously this episode was dominated by Sarah and Sarah's drama. Viet, I'm actually really curious to see what you think about the whole Sarah thing because I found myself flip flopping in the episode. I had moments where I was like, this chick manipulative. But then when the girls all started attacking her, I was like, oh damn, like then I found myself siding with Victoria at some moments. I was like, oh, it was I was real confused at whose side I was on <laughs> this episode. Oh, you were much conflicted. I see, I see, I see. Um, I thought that uh, similarly, like I rode the roller coaster of, um, Sarah's, she's kind of like finagling her way everywhere at all times. Right. So I was like, right, you're right. doing a lot right now. But then as it played out and like, that's the other thing too about the other girls, they also flipped a script real quick and they came for her actual oh, yeah. throat. Um, a hundred percent. And I feel like you and I are like, we're dramatics like we love our, our drama, but I feel like generally speaking, we know like maybe I don't need to say everything all the time for situation. Like if I was in that situation as another outside girl, I would just like mind my business and probably roll my eyes. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's annoying. A hundred percent. But they all jumped in on it. They were just like, you're all this stuff. And People I was like, like MJ, who wasn't even on the group date that yeah. Sarah like jumped yeah. in on, which confused me. I was like, why is MJ yeah. getting so hot? Like yeah. you weren't even on that group date. Yeah. You know, I think 
hats off to the producers because they obviously brought more women onto the season for this exact reason. I think that tensions are high because fighting for time now is like a real like, like they're in the lion's den when it comes to time. It's one thing when there was like 20 something women, 15 something women, like that's one thing. But when there's 30 something of you guys, y'all are breaking your necks. You are ripping out tracks to just get 10 minutes with this man. And so, I mean, you can definitely, you can feel that energy of like, there's just an intensity there. And that's why I think things boiled over with Sarah, because it's like time is always a commodity and always a currency in the bachelor world, but now even more so it's like precious gold. So people are like just jumping. Absolutely. And then of course added to it that like she has, she feels like she needs to be home in a very genuine, like I'm conflicted if my time is even being used correctly right now. So I think all of that just kind of like became amplified and, and, you know, her leaving, like, I I just, you know, you got to do what you got to do and, and we carry on. And like, now we know that like 500 more women are coming like in the next week. Mm -hmm, I don't, I'm not mm -hmm. ready for all of that. This is just not ready. It's a lot, but you know, it passes the time. A hundred percent. You know, uh, re Sarah, Mm -hmm. I think that Sarah, First of all, okay, mean take about the whole, like, family situation. Of course, like, I can't even imagine what that is like, and I could never imagine. Just, like, you know, how she's feeling, her decision-making, what it, what inspires her to make whatever choice. But a part of me is like, if your dad is really doing that bad, why'd you come on the show in the first place? You knew the show would take you away for weeks. Like, why'd you make that choice? No judgment, though. My second thought was that, for sure, I think... I think Sarah is somebody who has always gotten the guy that she wanted. I think Sarah is not used to having to quote unquote compete for somebody or have to like share the affections of anybody. So I think even aside from, I think in addition to her family drama, she also is like not used to like being in a space in which there are tons of beautiful women fighting for ah, fighting, hate the word, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, vying for the affection of this one man and, and him not just reciprocating it just for her. Like Matt at this point has connections with Brie, with Abigail, with many other women in the house. And I think like she just couldn't handle it. And I actually think when she, w- she wanted Matt to go after her. I think yeah. that it was a little bit of, uh, you know, and again, I'm a dramatic girl myself, so I don't hate the game. You know what I'm saying? She, Right. And she turned it on. Like she went, she went there, had her whole spiel and she wanted Matt to be like, no, don't go. What can I do? Should I pack my bags? Like she was looking for that moment. And actually when she was in the car on the way there, on the way out, rather, she was like saying like, oh, like he let me go because he knows my heart. And literally that was her trying to like um, justify why he didn't go after her. That's exactly what that was. Absolutely. It gave me high school musical. I got to go my own way. What about oh, us? Yes. What about everything we've been through? What about trust? <laughs> <laughs> wow. First of all, what a great comparison. That is exactly what that was. It's actually, With all the hysterics. Like she should have sung. You know what I mean? <laughs> she had to. And, and even more surprising, the fact that those lyrics rolled off my tongue as if I had been rehearsing them Correct. myself. Um, uh-huh. Those are some of the things that live in my head rent free at all times. A hundred percent. Actually, shout out to High School Musical because they recently celebrated 15 years since the show came out, I think like a week ago or something. So we're old as hell. We're so, oh my God, we're old as Brit. We're old as, I have vivid memories of like promos for High School Musical and being so jazzed at this new hot guy, Zac Efron, gracing the small screen. I remember so vividly coming home 
on the bus and running home because I was like, oh, High School Musical's premiering. It's lit. Let's go. Let me get some Lunchables up in here. Okay. Let me get some fries up in here. Let me get some juice boxes. It's about to be crazy up in here. Oh, my God. Stand wow. is near, baby. 15 <laughs> years ago. You know, that is bizarre because, one you're right we're old like we're so old yeah um but it makes me think of you know when our parents are like 15 years ago you know and they're like do 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 about something 15 years ago and we're just like yeah okay well the world was black and white but then we when we say 15 years ago we're actually like vividly referring to high school musical and that's so scary because i like know like i know my thoughts watching high school musical for the first time three iterations i definitely had a watch party in middle school hell yeah um Wild. Okay, well, I have a question for you, Koei. Yeah. Um, what reality TV show would mm-hmm. you be on? And it can be like not just reality TV. It could be it could be game show. You know, like it could be like a Family Feud moment. It could be um, uh, like a Jeopardy. Like anything. What would you be on? Oh, I love this question because I love reality TV. <laughs> okay, so I. <laughs> There's a part of me that feels like if I wasn't in a relationship, I could really be on the Bachelor franchise. Mm-hmm. I think that there would be some things that would bother me. I wouldn't like sharing a room and being around people all of the time. So that would be a hurdle. Um, I think I could fall in love on TV. <laughs> um, I think I could do it. I think America would love me. I think I could really, I for sure wouldn't win. I would for sure just be like a likable character. If anything on the show, like I wouldn't actually like win anything. Win's a weird word, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think I could do it. That's one. Yeah. I definitely, I am a huge, huge, huge fan of Catfish on MTV. <laughs> I would love to be on Catfish. I'm like, I don't know what level of stardom I have to get to, to like be able to get on that show. Yeah. But I just, I live for Catfish. For you guys who don't know, Catfish is a reality show where um, these two guys go and they help people like figure out if they're, um, significant other that they they're dating online is catfishing them or not spoiler alert they usually are um and then they usually they'll have like celebrity guests come in and it's like it's very like grungy and very like like i hate to say real because reality shows like aren't real but you know what i mean like they're given like handheld cameras so you can go and you can like zoom in on people's faces and i'm like oh man delicious i would love to be on catfish good question for you what um what side of catfish are you going to be on though? Are you on the, like, I've been talking to this person for eight months and da, 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 da. Or are you on the oh, other oh, side no, of the no, camera? No. Yeah, no, no. I ain't stupid. I want to be like a celebrity <laughs> guest. Like I want to be there. Like, yeah. you know, like talking to them, like girl, like what is you doing? Like you don't deserve this shit, man. I want to be there with my camera. I want to be busting people who are hiding online. Like I want to do all that shit. Like, yeah. I want to be there with the producers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And then my mom and I would murder Family Feud because my mom and I have yeah. very um, similar Shut thought processes. Um, <laughs> so we would murder that shit. You, you know yeah. what I mean? We just look at each other and be like, yeah, yep, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What about you? Wow, this is my favorite question. Yeah, I love how I asked which one and you were like, I'll give you three ones. That's so good. I love it. Run with it. It's I no love reality TV. It's my favorite question. <laughs> what was your catchphrase from last season? It's like my favorite thing to talk about is me. Is that you? Did you say that? What was the line? Oh. I definitely did say what you just said. Um, what was I'm the ridiculous. line? Because you were going to get merch and it was my favorite topic is me. Is that it? You know what? Fans, let us know what I said. Because even I don't remember my mouth be runting. So runting. I don't remember. 
<laughs> these are all true these are all true facts um yeah something to say fans let us know yeah let us know what what we've been saying you know what we've been saying. <laughs> anywho um what would what reality show would i be on yeah big fan of survivor oh yeah yeah i would absolutely be on survivor because i think it's the it's a perfect um marriage of of uh the, the drama of the interpersonal dynamics, right? Because they're all like normal-ish people all trapped on this island, whatever. You can actually watch all of Survivor now. Like, I think they've put them on every streaming thing at this point. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. not Netflix. I don't know. Anywho. Um, but yeah, and then it's also the, like, the physical aspect of it. There's also the mental aspect of it. There's also just, like, the the chaos of, you know, like, staying alive and, and not getting voted out and elite alliances and, like, all those things. So I, I definitely be on survivor i don't think i'd win uh but i think i would i would go down as a memorable person you little and athletic though so you could win you know what i'm saying you should be like hiding in the street but no but it's all about strategy though because you can't be winning the challenges back to back to back because that's a threat because you know they want they want like the whole point is to vote out that did you ever watch this show <laughs> I watched it many years ago. I think I've low key forgotten. Okay. I think okay. I'm confusing it with like those like naked and afraid ones where you survive in the woods. Mm-hmm. No, this is, they're mm-hmm. like challenges, right? Yeah. Right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this you're right, is you're not right. naked and afraid. This is not fear factor. Um, this is uh, like you know we're on an island. We're all normal people. Um, you know, there's challenges that give you immunity and they're typically physical challenges, but they also have been mixing them with like mental memory challenges. Every week you vote somebody out. That's a threat. There's like an, obviously a money, an award at the end of it all. If you survive, it's about alliances. They they usually break them up into two teams. So Mm. like initially, you know, you don't want to be on the losing team that has to vote someone off of your team every week but then once the group is small enough then it's really about individual and then you have these things these idols that are hidden around the island and if you find one it's it's also it can also give you immunity for that week Ooh, um, you remembering survivor oh, god damn i love me some survivor is it still going on i, I actually i have been told it is still going on i kind of dropped off um but I should probably get back into that. So, okay. So yes, yeah, survivor. What else would I be on? I would definitely be on a wipeout situation. Mm-hmm. I love a wipeout. Uh, mm. I see that for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that would be like no like character arc to it all. You know, like it's just like bouncing around right. and like seeing if you win or whatever. Um, right, and you know right. the thing where they like, they draw the arrows on the screen. I think that's so Yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sports sports <laughs> um, and then probably not that much reality but I would love to be a judge on Project Runway oh yeah yeah 100% yeah that would be fun yeah you see now okay now if we're talking about being a judge that's a whole different list okay. <laughs> the story for a different day okay. I would love to be a judge on like RuPaul's Drag Race oh yeah. so fun yes uh, of course I would love it wow, so you shows. better work <laughs> it's giving me it's uh you know i love it i love it <laughs> yeah absolutely just give a ridiculous list of things yeah. realness <laughs> just like modern day apothecary realness <laughs> <laughs> i want you to know i thought of apothecary because i was sitting here and looking at this like room spray that i have yeah. in front of me and i was like that's what made me think of apothecary well my mind Ooh. went to schitt's creek 
Oh, yeah. So Rose Apothecary. An apothecary Shout in the middle Canada. of nowhere. <laughs> oh, baby, she tired today. That is so funny. Oh, things that live in our mind rent free. Speaking of apothecaries, New Year's resolutions. How did we get there? <laughs> Where did we you know what? That's what? a transition. You know, that's what we're doing today. Okay, it's harsh and it makes no sense, but we're all along for the ride, including the listeners. Do you know what I only want from here on out? I want transitions that are incredibly abrupt. Only. <laughs> yeah. Smooth transitions are over. That's season so, one-ish. They're so cliche. They're so typical. They're so big. Like, no, like, let me feel like I don't know where we're going. A hundred percent. It's a roller coaster ride, honey, and you blindfolded, baby. <laughs> Speaking of Pedialyte, what do you want out of this, out of this year? <laughs> I love this episode. It's so chaotic. It's much yeah. more on brand for us. Like, yeah. no, no, baby. Yeah. Season two, we're getting crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> you know what's crazy sometimes? New Year's resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah, it is definitely a cute January 20-something. So yeah. let's it's still new new year new month new us um yeah i'm still greeting people with a happy new year yeah yeah my <laughs> yeah. christmas tree in our house is still definitely up oh yeah yeah it's, it's still a anywhere. festive time yeah. we're transitioning away but we're still in there mm-hmm. so if you let me ask you how do you feel about new year's resolutions are you someone who makes them religiously are you lax about them what do you think um in the past i have made uh like intentional resolutions um but as I've gotten a little bit older, kind of let that go. But I also think it's because I'm the type of person who makes resolutions. And this is not really a good thing. But I kind of make them out of like, uh, I don't want to say, mm, not like shame. That's a strong word. But mm. like, I'm a, I'm a hype, like, I'm very self-conscious about things that I feel like I didn't do right. Or I don't, I'm not doing well. Or I don't particularly like. Um, about myself and so I think I like throughout the year make resolutions in that grain which isn't necessarily good because it's always coming out of place of like ah like I should be better you know um Mm -hmm. instead of like oh these are things to improve upon or like this is a new thing I want to walk into so uh I say all of that to the effect of subconsciously I think I always have resolutions and the new Mm. year does allow for like a you know, like, ooh, like, let's try this again. Or, you know what I mean? Let's, let's do this thing. So, but this year I actually don't really have intentional resolutions. I, I, I hmm. no, I don't really have them like that. Um, how do you feel about resolutions? I am actually in the same boat as you. You know, when I was in school and like specifically like high school, maybe a little bit of college, but definitely less towards college, more high school. I was very like, new year's resolutions yeah like i was all about it i think it's because when you're in school the time is more marked you know like oh like this is the end of the semester and then it's holidays and it's a new semester i think that structure in itself kind of like encourages resolutions and they they, small things big things like oh like you know buying planners all of that kind of like school life Mm -hmm. i think encourages the traditional resolutions But into adulthood now, I'm much more like you. I'm somebody, I'm always trying to reinvent myself. I'm always thinking about how I can be better and how I can improve. 
every facet of my life. So I'm definitely somebody who has constant resolutions, which I think can be a good and a bad thing. I think it's good because I think that you shouldn't be thinking about those kinds of things and where you're at one time a year. I think, you know, you should constantly be checking in on yourself constantly be looking at your life like oh like what am I happy like all those kinds of things I think you should never there shouldn't ever be a time that you don't think about those things um at the same time I definitely get in my own way and get in the way of my own happiness because I think a lot about like the next thing and being better and evolving and a big part in my of my life that I do that is my writing I'm very I spend way too much time on Twitter mostly because that's where a bulk of my opportunities come from but you know, that makes me spend so much time looking at people like writing for like the big names, your Vogue's, your NYT's, all these places. And that just seeing that always makes me be like, oh, man, like that's a killer byline. What a killer piece. Like I need to be doing better. I need to be on my game, which can be a negative thing. Sometimes you got to stop it and smell the roses and, and mm-hmm. think about hey, Like mm-hmm. I- I've been here, mm-hmm. you know, I have grown. I'm dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. You got to have those moments. So I think being the way that we are definitely has its good and its bad sides. But something I'm definitely trying to work on is just being a little bit more in the moment when it comes to who I am and what I'm doing and not being so focused on the next iteration or the next reinvention, you know? Absolutely. It also makes me think that, um, and this is just like a, a commentary also on like, where in the world we are and like what's going on because it feels like uh, we're going through something every other day, like news wise. Oh yeah. And it's just like, my goodness, like cut me a break here. Um, But I also think that like things that I was doing before when it came to resolutions was uh, creating the resolution, like creating the big thing I'm going to tick off and do. And I kind of allowed myself to step back and be, and be aware and uh, acknowledge the fact that like many things are also happening. So I don't Mm. need to create the huge resolution because if I'm just aware of like all of the craziness and the nonsense and the background noise that's already happening, resolutions are going to come out of that. And I say that to the effect of just things that happened like in the latter half of last year, um, you know, in our previous season one, we had an episode about uh, relationships and both romantic and platonic friendships, family, all these different things and how those are evolving And I was really thinking about how, like, one of the resolutions that I unintentionally brought into this year was simply reflecting on, like, a lot of dynamics that have shifted in some of my platonic friendships and and friendships that are adjacent to me in Mm. hearing about other people's relationships. And it really came down to just, like, recognizing that even platonic friendships have shifted a lot and... And reflecting on that has kind of been like a a resolution to just be more cognizant and intentional of, you know, what I'm investing myself in, who I'm investing myself in. Like, is it, you know, is it serving both of us? Is there a period to let things go to like revive? Um, And that was simply just like sitting on my bed, like twiddling my thumbs and being like, huh, (laughs) like, ooh, I wonder how Mm. that person's doing. Like, hmm, haven't heard heard from them in a bit. Hmm, you know, I don't know. If there's... Two things that 2020 taught us. Mm -hmm. One of them is taking a step back, period. We have gotten a hard lesson Mm -hmm. to just like to really disengage. And, you know, it's been difficult. It's been rough. But I, you know, hot take. I'm thankful for it. Because I really think that you get so caught up and it's so easy to get so caught up 
And um, it has been such a rewarding challenge to be forced to kind of just sit on our asses a little bit and, and just, you know, just, just be, just live, just breathe. Um, yeah, I think it's a, that has been a really, really special kind of silver lining with everything going on. And the second one really is that like, you know, we don't talk enough about platonic breakups and what mm. those look like and how much it happens. I think I used to be somebody, I was so traumatized at um, my lack of friends, how meaningful my friendships were. Like I really, um, I, especially like leaving college, going into the real world, I've never felt like I've been someone who had like a traditional friend group at all. I've always kind of been a friend floater, had my close friends here, there, everywhere and everything, which, you know, I think is closer to what adulthood is like. Like you don't, no one, you don't have a core group anymore that whole thing the older you get the more that shit dies you know what i mean like oh yeah there's no posse anymore like that that shit's that shit's for the birds baby um yeah and it used to traumatize me and i used to be so worried about like you know maintaining friendships and everything and and when i have lost friends in the past it's been honestly like almost more difficult to wrap my head around than losing boyfriends because like boys come and go baby mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they have and that's been been happening yeah. the friend breakups though however that's a, a recent development and you know i think it's nothing i think they happen for a reason um i think just like boys friends can be for a reason and a season mm-hmm. um and we don't really be talking we definitely like you see all of this messaging and we talk so much about like lifelong friends and yada 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 but like more often than not like there we are we have temporary friends that are just for a season in your life and then you lose them either in a dramatic way or a not so dramatic way and and that's a part of growing up absolutely and and seasons where you know like you take a step back because of various reasons like I think another big thing that I um have been reflecting on is that you know as much as my life has been busy because of a really like a busy work season or, you know, like studying for the GRE and like thinking about grad school or a relationship, like all these things that pull and like pull us in different directions is also acknowledging that like that other person who is your friend may also be going through a season where they have to step mm-hmm. back. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that it doesn't, it can also be like a gradual departure, if you will. And it can right. also just be a pause. Like, that's something 100%. that I have never really been comfortable with, personally. And I'm not saying that, mm. like, uh, you know, put a pause on everything. Like, you know, this isn't a remote. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, there's something to be said of also allowing things to pause and, like, letting it be. Um, it will resolve itself if it wants to. Um, mm-hmm. But that's also part of it, you know? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's actually, it, it's totally fine to change your friendship with somebody, to redefine your friendship with somebody. Maybe you started off being super close to somebody and that relationship no longer serves you. Or maybe because you yourself have changed or they have changed or whatever it may be. And that that I think is super, super normal. I think if you are staying the same throughout your life, you you ain't living, baby. You ain't living. You ain't living. You You ain't living. I have to shout out our really good friend, Shai, because – she put like we weren't talking about this. It might have even been during our last season, um, but something that she's like said a few times to us, and I'm sure like has been said by others before, um, is also being able to like call your friends in, you know, to like call them out about something. And mm-hmm. I think that this is all also like in the spirit of 
not everything has to be like the big breakup. It doesn't have to always be like, mm-hmm. and now we're done, cut it off. Like, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. that happens because we have been in things. We were like, snip, snip, gotta go. But also, <laughs> that's all I know, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the like, the other side of that too is also like going through a season with a friend and being like, hey, like, I am not appreciative of this, or I feel like I'm not, you're not investing enough, or vice versa. Like, also being able to call in in order to like maybe call out if you have to do that. But mm-hmm. more importantly, like starting with the calling in part, because that's the hard work. Like doing that is 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 difficult. As an as a counter argument, I also think it's totally okay to practice silence. Mm-hmm. I definitely have had I've had friends in the past who I for a season have been super, super close with um, because you know, the stars aligned, we found ourselves in a similar type of place. But as I've evolved, and maybe they evolved somewhere else, like I've just practiced silence, like, oh, you know what, this relationship isn't serving me in the same way that it used to. And I'm not, you know, growing or experiencing joy by being friends with this person. And so I just fell back, you know, without and like, that by no means is ghosting or whatever. And should that friend, if you're in that position yourself, should that friend ask you, of course, be honest, but there also is something great about not talking about it. Like that's something, again, I'm trying to work on too. Like, of course, like by nature of my job and this podcast, I'm a talker by nature. Um, But sometimes there is something really healing and great about just being silent and kind of just let things fizzle or grow organically. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So what I'm really, I feel like what we're really saying here is that there are so many ways to go about it. <laughs> so, many so many ways. ways. Yeah, so, many, so ways. many ways. You know, you don't have to get stuck in like just the way your your natural inclination is, right? Because we all have 100%. our own inclinations, whether it's sniff, totally. sniff, or don't speak to me ever again, or like new <laughs> phone who dis, like it could be so many different <laughs> approaches. A hundred percent. I think that, that yeah. yeah, no, totally. I think that Ultimately, I think just knowing that it's okay, mm-hmm. I feel like it again, it took me so long to realize that like breaking up with friends is normal. It's okay. Cause it yeah. really, I went through a phase where I really was like, what's wrong with me? Am I a shitty person? Am I a shitty friend? But like, it's really, especially now, like this is a time when people start to grow apart, you know, like when you get to your mid twenties, marching to 30, which is totally traumatizing. Can I talk about that? Um, <laughs> People start going in their own directions, right? Some people are getting married. Some people are getting knocked up. Some people are moving. Like you go in your own directions and things naturally change because that's what's meant to happen. Exactly. And and also like because of, you know, this like panorama that we're in right now, (laughs) um, like catching up has completely changed and relationships have taken on a new dynamic and I like, I love to talk to people and FaceTime people and call people, but like I genuinely have also realize how exhausting it is to like catch up like it's it's a lot Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to do it um out of an entire day so like there is also something to be said about you know just pulling back because you're like "Eh, it's been a lot it's been one of those weeks I don't really particularly want to have like niceties or a rehash of something or like actually please speak to me right now I'm staring at my wall and I'm going crazy like it can go whatever way you're feeling it to be I think more importantly like give yourself the grace to just decide like how, how are we, are we approaching this today? Are we approaching it right now? If we're mm-hmm. not, that's okay too. 
A hundred percent. Take care of yourself. Put yourself mm-hmm. first. That's always, mm-hmm. that will always be the right choice. Putting yourself first and doing something that feels right to you and feels good to you is never going to be a wrong decision. I'm somebody, I'm the complete opposite to, to you, mm-hmm. sweet bee. Mm-hmm. I am not somebody who, I'm not like a natural um, FaceTimer or phone caller. In fact, when I get a phone call from Viet, I think somebody <laughs> has died. Um, <laughs> I'm much more of a texter and a voice noter. And so for me, it's been a huge challenge, like meeting my, my friends who are like be at, at that level to be like okay like let's fa- let me push myself to FaceTime all that kind of stuff and it's exhausting and I do I, you know I went through a phase and still a little bit now where I felt so much guilt if I like miss somebody's call or miss somebody's text but at the end of the day man this shit is hard be nice to yourself mm-hmm. the real ones will always stick around facts Always, 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 always. always. For sure. Whether it's a voice. Thank you for voice notes, by the way. That's definitely how I communicate with you, which I really love love because I do not voice note anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby. Just for you, Kay. (laughs) I just, I want to let you know that I have converted many of my friends to voice noters and I love it this time of year. I fucking love it. It's great because it's like, it's so fair. By the way, it is so therapeutic. And you can do them on WhatsApp too. It's so, especially if you like, if shit goes down and you got to explain some shit, it is the best ever because you there's something about hearing yourself talk about something that makes you realize other shit you're like oh damn yeah and it's you know all in I mean? the delivery because that's what you miss in a text message okay right it's all right 100 imagine if i gave you my whole spiel about needing to be quenched of thirst um via text it wouldn't hit the same because it would you hit didn't different hear, in fact. you didn't hear how my voice is like rising how as i speak right now i'm incredibly dehydrated inflection realness okay oh oh yeah okay? it's giving me tone it's giving me depth it's giving me syntax i don't know what right. else to tell you she's giving me context hunty <laughs> <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. gotta stop watching drag race no, we have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. we'll run with this for way too long um but yeah good stuff no we listen we got a lot of things to say we got more things coming for y'all including some some guests as we had mentioned before um, but yeah, Koe, anything else to like round us out? What's going on? Honestly, just that I've loved this episode. It's been pure chaos and I'm really <laughs> living for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I'm just, again, so happy to be back in the swing of things. And season two is definitely going to be boundary pushing and it's going to be just new and exciting and fresh and new guests i mean we've already gotten so much interest from people who want to have us on their podcast who want to be on our podcast and so this season we're really gonna be like investing in that and really like yeah come on you know season one we were we were tiptoeing you know we're getting the the technicalities correct Mm -hmm. um but now we're we're really in it and it just it, it feels really great and what a fun, fun time. And, and thanks for being on this ride with us blindfolded. Yeah, and truly, like how we said, we were tiptoeing. I would say we're about to tap dance. A hundred percent. Like, what will I call this episode? <laughs> Resolutions? I don't know. <laughs> Pedia who? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love a pun. <laughs> Pedia Live who? for Pedia a pun. Me? Pedia me? Oh my gosh. Oh my okay, gosh. you need to go to bed because you're all on the, you're on the other side of the world from me. I yes, I am. It is evening here and my room is dimly lit, which means yeah. it's time to sleep. But yeah. what a great way to close out the day. Absolutely. And I'm gonna go do that thing where I um leave I blocked like a time in my work calendar. Because like mm. I mean, you know what I mean? You know you like you block a little yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, this is like my lunch. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, like lunch is over. <laughs> Oh yeah, right, right, right. Now need to eat, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, y'all. Appreciate you, fans. And uh, we'll be back next week. Catch you next week, guys. Bye.